Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey, everybody. David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with award-winning speaker, published author, and CEO and founder of AppField, Jeremy Glasgow. AppField uses an innovative app builder platform and a development team of app ninjas to craft custom branded mobile apps exclusively for auto repair shop professionals nationwide. Having written the ultimate five-step auto repair marketing guide, which is available at appfuel.com forward slash book, Jeremy was able to bring a unique insight to customer retention and remarketing to your existing database. Yeah, we talk about his software. But if you're into advertising your business, branding, and really all things marketing, you're definitely going to enjoy this conversation. Before we get started, if you're listening on your favorite podcast listening app, you know what to do. And make sure you head on over to our YouTube channel where we've been dropping a lot of new content. And now, here we go. Uh, I'm I'm checking out different softwares, so, shop management softwares, which is a big deal. It's like that's how you run your entire business. Is oh, of course, shop it's huge, so, biggest decision you so, can make. So it's a big decision, and so you got to be very careful about what you do on a daily basis, and what does my shop look like? What do I want it to look like? And is the software going to fit into what I want it to do, and uh, or what I do on a daily basis? And so. Th- I don't like handholding. Like I want to be able to figure out the software on my own. If I can muddle through the very basics of the software, then at least I'm comfortable enough to then push it on my employees and say, Hey, this is the new software. Go with it. Yeah. If I can figure yeah. out everybody around me is smarter. So if I can figure it out, they should be able to figure it out. And if not, we can kind of work through it to get together. So yeah. a lot of softwares have you, will give you like a 14 day free trial. They'll just give you a username and password, go in start building tickets, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to do, start put messing around with your settings. I call this one company up and, and the guy was on the podcast and he was super passionate about this program. And he's like, I think we have the, the software is, is built to run a shop. It, it's, it's so, um, intricate. It's got so many, uh, features and so many, uh, intricacies that you can, tailor the software to work within your shop and i I don't think anybody has nearly the amount of options that you can turn on and off as we do Hmm. i said okay well and and it's priced like ridiculously well so uh from a value standpoint i'm like okay i'm gonna try it out the guy calls me up and he's like uh i need to come down and install it onto your uh computer because it's a it's it's an actual program on the computer and not a Hmm. A web page and everything's going cloud-based so okay fine uh i said well can you just like remote in and and load it up he's like well i i really want to be able to show you how it works and i want to set it up for you i said okay 
uh, now I'm a little concerned, right? And I'm like, well, I like to kind of figure this stuff out on my own. And he's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. there's there's a lot to it. And, and I, I don't want to leave you hanging. And then you don't like the software and because I didn't do my due diligence. And I'm like, okay, fine. Fair enough. We kept missing each other. Like I'd be out of the shop. He'd come in and then mm. <laughs> he wouldn't wait. He'd leave because he had other clients. I get it. And then I'd come in, I'd show up. And and finally, like this afternoon at like 4.45, he calls and he's like, can I just remove it? And, and, and I, I don't want to leave you hanging like this. I really don't want to do it this way, but I want to at least get you rolling with the software. And I said, okay, fine. So I see him downloading this thing onto my desktop and oh man, holy crap. <laughs> he's got to download some like SQL file thing and it's got to then connect uh, to this thing. What, and this when was thing, this software written? I, well, <laughs> the, so... <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like older software, but the, I was assured that it was they that they started development. Really, the the newest iteration was like 2017. They started building this thing, mm-hmm. and th- they have an older piece of software which is like super antiquated. I mean, it is it's old, like really old, and so like Windows 3.1 old, like old. So, mm-hmm. and there are a yeah. bunch of shops that are on this software because it was just, it was sold so well and everybody just jumped on it. And so the older shop owners are stuck with this program and they do not want to let it go. Meanwhile, yeah. they can't keep writing updates to this stuff because it's so antiquated. They can't, it just doesn't mesh with anything else that's out there. So these mm-hmm. newer computers can't deal with it. And so they're having to patch, patch, patch. And so they're trying to push everybody to the newer software, which they built from the ground up to be a little bit more modern, but they had to make it look and sort of function like the old software. Yeah. So their users weren't in a, it didn't feel out of place. So, yeah. 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 And exactly. And so that's how they designed it. And so it does look a little antiquated and, but functionally it works like the old software. It's just on a much newer platform, but I'm watching them like, and he's clicking all this stuff and he's hitting all these buttons and (laughs) he's taking this key, this, this, password and he's dumping it here and he's pulling something up some file and he's going through like file 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 then he finds the one like file that he needs he takes it and he puts it in this other place and i'm holy crap you guys can't automate this like hit a button and it just (laughs) runs this for you like really you have to manually do every single one of these steps and he's like well Mm -hmm. i told you it was a lot of work man it's not simply you know let giving you the link and then downloading and you just run it like you have Mm -hmm. to have all this set up holy crap what did yeah. I get myself oh. into? Well, I'll be uh, hoping that works out. So it's probably what, not what, going to. <laughs> what are you on? What what management system are you? I don't want to say. I don't want to say. <laughs> well, right now, so right now, I have a cloud based system, which is you know it. It was built from the ground up to run on. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now. And how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your parts tech account, go to my shop, and click on the rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, parts tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Touch screens. Okay. But even then, like when it was built, it was built to run on touchscreen PCs that are touchscreen. Yeah. That's how that was it was built. It was it, the it was a shop owner who built it. And she uh, I mean she had a she had a, 
a, a touchscreen PC and then she would flip it sideways. And it was those HPs that would go to portrait or landscape mm-hmm. mode if you flipped them over. Yeah. And this was like, you know, Windows 8.1 just rolled out, that kind of thing. And she she ran it off of that. And it's pretty, but a lot of the newer softwares have caught up. And now they're, they're, they're sort of nipping at the heels uh, of this, uh, this company. And so they're, they're making a lot of changes and the, what made those software unique They're they're, I feel like they're going to start abandoning the, the software because mm. what they had as a, a unique selling proposition is no longer unique. Everybody's copied it. And because everybody's copied it now, that software looks like five other softwares and now it's a matter of who has the most features who has the most integrations which one looks the prettiest and who can Mm -hmm. do the best job of selling it or hyping it up online and and that's what everybody's kind of navigating through so of course Mm -hmm. i'm a bit of a contrarian i don't want to do that i'm like well screw that noise then i'm just going old school i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go old desktop app with sql running in the background this is gonna be great yeah yeah definitely not the trend but that that's okay if you're, if you're, <laughs> you can start a new trend <laughs> yeah. so, somebody i, I doubt that yeah i doubt that's what will end up happening <laughs> speaking of trends yeah so i i looked up app field uh you're the ceo correct yeah congrats on that <laughs> um, yeah we're, we're well we've been around about 13 years so i i call us the probably the only 13 year what i call still a startup 13 years <laughs> into it <laughs> that's okay there's nothing wrong with that it makes it, it makes it seem uh you know trendy and um the next big thing if you just keep calling calling yourself a startup yeah it, it feels like it. it's a really big huge ramp and yes it's liftoff so that's, that's cool. what it feels like so, so what, what, uh, what were your intentions, I guess, as you were looking through AppField? What, 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 well, uh, I wanted a little, cause you're, a little you're in the marketing it. space. A, a little bit, a little bit. I, I, um, I mostly yell at shop owners who, to not make the mistakes I've made in marketing. Okay. So. Wish I had I've that made, clout. <laughs> <laughs> I've made every conceivable mistake in business that you can make. And, and yeah. the only thing I can say for myself is that I've survived. And so you wow. see the same mistakes happening again, again, and again. And you're like, well, I've made that mistake. Here's how you avoid what happens if you make that mistake. And that, that's essentially what I do with the marketing side of it, of my business is just let's, let's, let's get good fundamentals in place and let's figure out a, a way to systemize this so you can just keep repeating the same steps tweaking as you need to and and have solid metrics and be able to figure out how to take care of your marketing without sort of handing it over to another company and having them screw you over. And then, Hmm. and you know, a lot of times it's because the shop owner didn't do their due diligence and make sure that they were doing what they said they were going to be doing. And a lot of times these shop owners don't give guidance to these marketing companies. So I feel bad for the marketing company too. They had no shot of being successful. Uh, That that Hmm. shop owner was not going to help them out. So how do you deal with that? Well, that, I mean, that is a, what an incredible question. It's kind of where I sit is in a place of, um, going back about 2004, what hit me at the time. So that's, that's when I got into our industry. Um, I've never been a shop owner. Um, really, I, I don't hardly know anything about cars to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I spend a lot of time doing is being a vehicle, a vehicle owner. Yeah. And that's, that's the mindset that I've brought to our industry and on that kind of so how does that relate to a shop owner i i, I maybe like you I, I probably don't quite yell at them um, i have a good, good different approach i wrote a 300 page book <laughs> so wow. it's a di- it's a different <laughs> it's it's a different approach but it's yeah. it's the same kind essentially that look this isn't um nothing about its rocket science i mean i i i claim to have had a light bulb moment you know when steve jobs is given his keynote speech introducing the iphone i had a light bulb moment but that doesn't matter if the steps can't be connected, right? If you can have light bulb moment, but you don't have a system and you're not willing to implement it or your staff will let you down, which I, I, I see as a pretty common trend, right? We're going through staff so quickly, such high turnover that even if you get a great idea and there's any amount of staff involvement required to make that marketing idea be a consistent thing, kind of rinse, repeat, then how do you do that when you're consistently retraining? 
So all of those questions, I felt like when, when I was, you know, when we're listening to Steve Jobs talking about what an iPhone could do, you know, it was kind of that threefold product, you know, hey, we do email, we do web, and it's a phone. Yeah. They thought he was introducing three products. It turns yeah. out it was one. That's essentially what we've been building. We've been working on that concept saying, if a vehicle owner is interacting with a shop, what can we do to help the shop, whether the staff is trained on it or not, can we give them the system that it will, it'll be the vehicle owner that's pushing your marketing? And that that's tough to do, but it, there's definitely some edges there that you can catch. Um, that's why we're called app fueled. We, we think that apps can assist you. It's kind of like picking up an extra service advisor without having an, you know, an actual employee in terms of what an app can get your customer to do with your shop, how it can engage with your shop at, at a marketing level. But again, nothing. And, and people, I, you know, some people would probably come against what I would say um, on this note. They're like, well, Texting works great. You know, um, newsletters are wonderful. Postcards work really well. Emails are excellent. You know, the, the great personal handwritten note, the follow-up phone call. And my comment to that is agreed. All of that's amazing too. Um, nothing about an app should be, I believe, this is just me speaking now, I don't believe that's the replacement for any of those things. It's just, yeah. it's another layer to be talked about, to not be skipped out on. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I like the I like the approach, the the story behind it, uh, that that interaction. I, that's extremely frustrating because, you know, I, I was talking to a shop owner who was just convinced that he he didn't have enough customers in his area and that he was going to mm. need to move. And you know, he just he painted this picture like he was in the middle of the woods. And it was a hundred miles to the next nearest house, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody's got to drive forever to get to him. It turns out he's in a college town on a busy street. Okay. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of cars driving by him on, on a daily basis. And he's got great visibility. And I'm like, just put a sign out front, like start there. He's like, well, the city won't let me do a sign. And then, and then I'm like, okay, wrap your truck and park it up front. Just slap something with a phone number on the side of your truck and park yeah. it in the front. Like what's the city going to say then? Nothing. And so he's like, well, I think that would work. It's like, yeah, that'll work. Like think outside the box a little bit and figure out a way to put your information in the front. And so I, I helped them set up some Google ads and this, that, and the other. And we, I, I follow back up with him. I'm like, what's going on with these ads, man? And he's like, I, I don't know, man, they're just not working. And I'm like, Let, let's, <laughs> Look, Google will drive phone calls to you. That's about it. How are you yeah. answering the phone? Can you answer the phone in three rings? Can you answer the phone professionally, consistently? Are mm -hmm. you then converting? Because it's great that you answer the phone, but are, then you can't convert the appointment. All of that is just wasted marketing dollars. And that's where the 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 chasm was. He just he wasn't jumping that. And he couldn't mm -hmm. figure out a way to build a bridge across it either. And he's like, Yeah, I, oh man, I'm trying. It's like you can't you can't answer the phone while you're wrenching. It's, it's just impossible. You cannot do it. Either get somebody else to answer the phone for you or stop what you're doing, step away, get a piece of paper and pencil and be ready to go to start mm -hmm. writing down notes. So otherwise you're not going to be able to set appointments. You're not going to be able to engage with a customer on the phone. And, it, he, and we had a really difficult time uh, getting to that point where he could to move towards that. And so I, I can see where your approach to it is how do we help that <laughs> assist in that particular process? So th this is this product that you have is essentially a custom app for your individual shop. Yeah. Yeah. I, these days I've been, I've been leaning towards talking a little less app, even though app is what fuels what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's, it's essentially, you know, I've, I, I follow the big brands. Okay. Where I guess where I get any of my inspiration, um, would have started probably back in 2011. Okay. We got going in 2008, really serious about what this was going to be, how we were going to convert this. But it, when Starbucks released their star rewards program, mm -hmm. and for some, that's going to be a sore spot. Not everybody's a, a big fan of Starbucks. That's fine. You know, love them or hate them. They, they came out with something that, you know, and, and you would have noticed this too. I mean, I'm just like, I'm a vehicle owner. I'm a coffee connoisseur. You'll notice that the, 
the people at the counter didn't have to be the ones to make that app go. Right there, there was a system. Someone decided at the top that every store was going to adopt the app, not because it's an app, but because they were banking on something that only I, I think really only apps can do. They were banking on it that even without my staff doing anything, maybe they're not going to, you know, Starbucks isn't going to call you tomorrow and ask how your visit was to the yeah. store, right? Yeah. They're not going to, you know, prompt you to join a rewards program. They don't have time to do that. They're pumping out thousands of coffees a day mm-hmm. and they're not going to attempt to get you into their ecosystem. You know, they don't ask for your email address. They don't. It, so I felt like our industry, we have that too. We have that same mode where maybe we have less people. You know, there's there's a labor shortage. Maybe we have higher turnover. We don't have time to train everyone in all of our awesome marketing ideas. So can we at the top though, can we make a decision that puts the important decision in front of the customer? And thankfully an app came around, right? Thankfully we have smartphones. It's a, it's a wonderful tool. But at the core of it though, it's really not an app. It's Costco. Right. And Costco does this amazing. They don't need their staff to reinvent the wheel on how to get a customer to see value in Costco. They just simply force you to show a member court card when you come in. And that there's some real, real power to that. And same thing, you you buy online. I actually just read this a couple of days ago. It's pretty cool. Costco's wording is brilliant, right? If you're buying online on Costco and you're not a member, you have to check a box that says you agree to the surcharge of being a non-member. <laughs> Talk about brilliancy, right? And so yeah. what an app can help us do that. And, and it makes it not be a hard sell from the advisor having to you know spin a new twist on it every time. It's create a member program, right? Have it integrated at least lightly with your POS system. So your staff isn't going back and forth but essentially when you're closing tickets and you're you're you know either giving that estimate or you know checking the customer out you let that one question we don't have to be as hard line as Costco Costco's pretty hard line on it right you really don't mm-hmm. even get it in the store unless you show the member card so it, it's well I mean you can get in the store but you're, you're not getting out you're not checking out so yeah it's yeah. that concept right there and 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 customers don't feel bad about that it, when you I don't know about you, but I use Costco vividly. Uh, I, I enjoy the value. It's a perceived value that I don't have at other stores mm-hmm. because they've they've built in why it's important that I pay them an annual fee, you know, j- just so I can be ah, a Costco member. So so apps are not. I, I mean, I, I can be misleading sometimes in how we phrase things and why you know our website's appfuel.com, but that's not really it. It's really can we help a shop come up with the program that's right for them. Right. That's for, you know, is it you're going to have an extended warranty program? Are you going to have uh, perhaps you're going to offer a, a free shuttle to your members? Maybe you're going to put a prepaid package into that membership. So our platform, uh, to answer your original question, yes. Can we put a shop in both app stores? And, and yes, we do. We, we're an app builder platform. And the app component is just the tool, if you will, but it's not what motivates the vehicle owner to move. Um, vehicle, vehicle owners are sitting about one app download a month that's new that's not a game. So <laughs> that that it, makes sense because it was, you know, it was huge what 7 8 years ago everybody was pushing their apps, everybody was releasing apps. It was just like that was the thing to do. But now like no I, I know I'm hesitant to download absolutely anything. It's like you're making me download what? It's oh, you got to download the app. It's, I don't want to download any app. Can you have a web page I can go to? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And that man, that is such a great. It's such a great. You could say it's an objection. I I think it's something that can be overcome, but it doesn't even have to be. And it, it's kind of back to um, I don't know if we got where we maybe we got cut off on that, David. But when you think about Costco, right? If people if people said, hey, to walk into Costco, we're no longer going to ask you to show a member card. And if to check out at Costco, we're no longer going to ask that you show us your member card. I mean, I think what would happen is their membership program would completely fall apart. Yeah. And that's where, that's how I view an app. I, I, it, if it's not part of your, your essentially what brings value to your customer and you don't have to use an app to do it. In fact, you can, I mean, everybody can run an amazing member program on a napkin, right? 
And and I think you can do it in two easy steps, just like Costco's wording on their website. Every single ticket that you start estimating and quoting tomorrow, guess what you do? Put a 15% non-member surcharge on it. So the idea is to, I I guess you're you're trying to create that that Costco feel. And and so the, I, I guess I'm just trying to follow the logistics behind it. So I sign up with you and you guys build me an app and you essentially put me in the play store and whatever the Apple equivalent is. Yeah. App store. ITunes yeah. Is the app store. Okay. <laughs> I don't use Apple products. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but I love that 2007, uh, keynote though, that is uh, must listening. I think for, for any business owner ever, it was so good. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Inspirational. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, so, you create something for them, and but the idea is to then build a a membership program with exclusive perks and offers that they receive that you push out onto the app. You yes, yeah. The the apples that is essentially the vessel, right? But but where we begin is in the truest sense marketing, which is we we help walk the shop owner through the questions of lining up by priority. What are your customers' pain points today? You know, write down the top 10. Mm-hmm. Interacting with you, what are the top 10 issues? And then as best as we can, we we help using an app as the vessel for that, trying to solve a few of those and label it a member program. So that, you know, if it was that, well, I don't really like to show up and then have to wait an hour. Or, you know, we, we can envision what our customers' pain points are. Well, let's solve those for our members. And then because of inflation, I mean, you know, with inflation here and where it's at, and I don't see it slowing down, this might be a perfect moment, whether it's an app or not, to create what Costco does, create a non-member surcharge. So if your ticket yesterday was $100, today I would estimate it at 120 with a $20 line item that says this is a non-member surcharge. Okay. And so the app is the vessel. So logistically, how that could work is you could say, hey, this is a maybe a $25 annual fee. You get to become a member here at Shop. It takes 60 seconds. You can have a QR code on the counter. You know, either either way, customer can download, sign up, and have a member badge, just like a card, just mm-hmm. like a physical card. But they turn, you know, they turn around and show the advisor that. And then that's where the power of the app comes in because the shop can turn on about 42 different back-end workflows inside the app that that app really can help take over and become your marketing specialist, your marketing service advisor, because now we're so, going to prompt, go ahead. Yeah. So what, what type of things are you going to then be able to turn on? Because I, yeah, on, on sure. the front end, there's a, there's, there's going to be some hesitancy. I, I can see there being hesitancy. I feel it myself. Yeah. Okay, you feel well, it in I, terms of be, being an owner or in terms of being, yeah, a be, being a business owner from a business owner standpoint, I'm like, well, one of the one of the biggest things that I try to fix within my business is ease of doing business. Okay, and there were so many f- frustrations that I encountered as a uh, as a customer of shops that I I wanted to fix within my own shop, and frustrations just as a as a consumer on a daily basis where you're just you know you're banging your head on the desk going why is this so hard I I don't understand can you just can you do just this one thing? No, no, mm. I can't do that. The rules, this, that, and you know, there's always something. And so I'm like, well, I, I need to remove all that from, from my shop, but you can also go too far where <laughs> you minimize interaction. You don't maybe, you don't do a good enough job of selling value. And so you, there's a, there's a very fine line between making it too easy, too easy to say no, too easy to, and and that's, that's sort of, that, that ends up being like a, a big deal for a lot of shop owners is if you make it way too easy and I do, I make it really easy for my customers to do business with us. It, they may not all, they may also be making bad decisions about their hmm. vehicle, tro- their, what they're repairing on their vehicle, uh, what order point. they're repairing it in. And so a lot of shops, I, I think correctly, make sure that there is enough interaction in the transaction that there's at least some guidance going on where if you just take a completely hands-off approach, which I've done, um, 
the, the customer ends up dictating their own path and they have no idea. Like you said, you don't know anything about cars. Most people don't know anything about cars. And yeah, I get that, that that's a hundred dollars and that's 200 and a hundred dollars is less. And maybe you should do that one first, but that's <laughs> yeah. not the way this works. Like $200 <laughs> is going to keep you from dying. The 100 yeah. is not the 100. Can mm-hmm. wait. Um, so yeah. The, and the, there's, those there's are... a little bit of guidance there that, that is, that is necessary in the interaction process, but somebody stepping in and saying, Hey, I have a membership fee. Uh, it's $25 a year. It's not very much, but it'll save you $25 on this ticket today. And, and then they become members and then they get into the, I know you don't call it an ecosystem, but at that point there, they have the apps on the phone. And then is it then capturing service information and pushing out notifications or what's yeah yeah it could be layered so the way we let the the shop choose that is how how do they want that app to be their tool with their customer and and i could put it into three or four things um definitely a rewards program so if the shop wants that to be something that prompts customer behavior um, entices them what, what to what i call climb the customer loyalty ladder then turn that on. And so what that is, is it's a star based system and it's not for showing up more. Um, and it's not for spending more. It's for engaging in your app more. So this is following what other people, you know, the targets, the, the Yelps and the Starbucks do in the app. They're prompting your engagement in the app. You Mm -hmm. know, there's studies out there that show for every, you know, uh, 30 seconds you get in an app, you get it in return of their attention to your brand. So I always view it as a trade-off. And so things like, let's just play this out a bit. Well, well, what do we want our customer doing in an app? Well, I, I would say it would be pre-booking their next appointment that gives them the iCal link that they can just add to their Android or iPhone. Yeah, definitely. Right? That's that's what I would do too. What, what, what I, I would hope that they would pull the vehicle data over from your POS system and view their service history and tag the visit. Three, I would hope they would not just enroll as a member, but perhaps set it to auto renew. So if your membership is 25 or 50, we recommend that that auto renew is a card on file and you set it for 10 crazy discounted, mm. right? You're not trying to come up with a new revenue stream. You're trying, yeah. you're trying, you're trying to get, keep, get and keep their attention. And then number four, if I, if I'm on the right number here would be a rebate program. So give them and a birthday club. So give them these reasons that they don't want to delete your phone. Yeah, they got the visit today. Yeah, they took advantage of the member stuff today. But now they've got two or three reasons. They've got a rebate they can unlock. They got a birthday gift coming. They already know they're a member with future member perks. And if if you want to get crazy, and I, I like to get crazy in apps, why can they not chat via text, but right inside the app? So we hope that they connect their cell and opt in that way so that while they're texting, that text thread sits inside your app. I like that. So now you have the same great texting tool, but it comes over as a push notification if they set it that way. And it has the visibility of their service history on the fly. So now as, I, as I'm a customer, so again, I, I wear a lot of vehicle owner hats in my head when, when mm-hmm. we're building this software. I like to think when I go to book my next appointment, you know, my biggest pain is is, well, what exactly did I do last time? And what was my odometer, right? Am, am I on track? Yeah, I've got the sticker, right? Everyone's got yeah. the sticker. Maybe I got the email, okay? So, or maybe I got that cool little text reminder from from one of the other programs out there. But But to have that collective picture of not only do I have the text thread, I've got my service history, I have my vehicle profile, I can get my OEM maintenance. I might even have my pre-booked appointment in there it, it feels more like what the big brands do. Yeah. And, and again, this is not to replace non-automotive any of the other. big brands too, because those automotive big brands are awful. I don't want to do it, anything like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what, what drives me a little bit batty is like, Jeremy, you talk about apps too much. And it's like, well, again, the, the app is the vessel. I mean, I think we have some statistics here. I, we did a survey last year. Let, let me give you some numbers here. This is why I don't I don't quite let it go. Um, I still talk apps, although really this is about really if if I had a sentence, what could app fueled or this idea help any shop owner do? It is to say we would help you convert a guest into a repeat member, and we have case studies showing that by doing it with an app. And there's a lot of ways to do that. There's a lot of great marketing coaches and consultants. There's a lot of ways to do it, but. 
If you do it with an app in the format where you know I'm kind of laying out here, we have studies to show you'll get over $300 extra a year spent by that customer. And they'll be twice as likely to return as your other new customers. So if you just stacked up a, a new customer that walked out of your shop and paid non-member prices, they're twice as likely to not return. I like that. So that's how I view it. I don't view it as an app. I, th- I think the app is the vessel to improve that number. And everybody wants the number improved, but it, but it goes beyond that. Here, here's the three main questions we tracked down in a survey. We sent this out to vehicle owners by text. So I think it's a little biased, right? The people filling out the survey got a text. But yeah. so that might just off the get-go kind of skew things. But even saying that across the four major generations, and, and it was almost no difference. The first question we asked was, what method would you prefer as the easiest way to keep track of your vehicle repairs and maintenance? What what would be your guess on that, David, as the, the number one answer? I, I have no idea. I don't think anybody Fit. keeps track of their stuff. They uh, The people that do print the stuff out, they fold it in an envelope and they put it in the glove box. Yeah. So actually, that's number two. 17%, well, 17% said glove box. 13% were a little less specific on the area and more on the medium. They said paper receipts. Mm-hmm. But 55% answered the question mobile app. Really? That's where they want to keep track of their vehicle repairs and maintenance. You know, this isn't far-fetched. Uh, and not that, not that I thought it was far-fetched to begin with. I guess you're doing a good job of selling it is all I'm saying is <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the first question. That one, that one totally shocked me by the way, because you know what? 4% of them said, call my right. shop. <laughs> yeah, no, but you, they 4% are saying that, but I would say like 75% are doing that. Yeah. They're, because they're we don't, we don't going, present them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, or they, they use the sticker. Uh, like yes. that's the only thing that the car ever needs is an oil change. That's what they assume. And so the sticker tells me when to call. And yes. so, yeah, we absolutely use the sticker because I don't know why you wouldn't use a sticker. But <laughs> And stickers, we don't say get rid of stickers. In fact, I can't wait to make a great partnership with a sticker vendor because what we want to do is on that sticker, put the stinking QR code to your app on there. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Right? My so when they're pretty big, though. I mean, they're enormous stickers already. <laughs> well, but QR <laughs> codes can like be very small. Oh, right? yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't. But imagine that. I think you're looking at over half of American adults today know how to use QR codes now. Yeah. Right. You and know, two you know, years QR ago. QR codes came, made a comeback. because They, they made a huge. Went, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they kind of went away. Well, what happened was is the app stores made that happen. And then they realized they made a huge mistake because what happened was most app builders didn't know how to put deep linking into a QR code. So what that means is if I was giving you a QR code, I didn't know how to send you somewhere very specifically. I see. Okay. Now, well, that's back. Okay. Yeah. So even from the, when our system sends an email or sends a text, we can deep link those links. Okay. So nice. if, if our system fires off a text or an email and you click on that, it's going right to the page in the app of exactly what that was about. Very nice. So there's no messing around, right? You go right from a text, right to the service history of the record of that invoice. And hey, yeah. we wanted you to give us a quick thumbs up on your visit, right? So so the the what I was saying though is a lot of the manufacturers, that's the direction that they went. Yeah, but that's all, good that, all that does is you know, like Hyundai has has their app, and you can start the car with the app. Uh, Chevrolet introduced something very similar as well, and you you almost see the manufacturers heading that way, where they're going to have the the phone directly connected to the car through an app. You open up your app and start the car, park it if you want to. That's what Hyundai does. You can park the car with your app. But the problem is the service history is all going to direct the vehicle owner to the dealership. You got to yes. take it to the dealership. And yeah. so you have to have something to combat that with, you know, <laughs> something like 80% of vehicle owners drop the dealership as soon as the warranty's over. And so, I mean, something has to take that up because they're going to, maybe not now, but here in the future, a year or two or five years from now, everybody's going to be used to seeing their information within an app, assuming the manufacturers all adopt it, which personally I think they will. It makes yeah. sense to me. 
Yeah, it, it seems like what I think what's happening is is people. It, it, the pro, one of I guess our main problem, right? If I was comparing our industry to say Costco or Starbucks, we've got two huge problems. One, we don't see our customers enough for habits to be built, right? So if I'm if I'm a Starbucks customer or a Costco customer, I know. I mean, I might be in there every five to seven days. So mm. the habit forming opportunities that those brands have, we don't have those. Yeah. So that's really working against our industry. Uh, it, it's why I think something like an app can help us though, because w- we can form the habit the day they're there before they walk away. There's no greater chance to get a customer to return than if you really got them to engage while they were there and they don't have their keys back yet. Because if we don't take advantage of that opportunity, I mean, you, you know, like when are we going to see them again? Seven months from now? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and I, there's I no... That. There's no habit forming. And so that's what gets to this, this question of, well, the app can do some service advisor things for you. But the second question was, what method would you prefer as the most convenient way to book an appointment with your local auto repair shop? So again, any guesses there? Online. Uh, website came in at 5%. 5%? Really? Text message was at 12%. And check this out. Loved it. Phone call, 33%. Yeah. And maybe maybe you see that again. I haven't owned a shop. I I don't. I can't speak to the truth of these on at every shop level. But but yeah, that people, they, they call and you're like, okay. But I have it, it's probably twenty five percent of my customers. They just religiously they go to my website. They click on schedule. They see my availability. They pick a date. They pick a service. And I will say, like uh, Lucas, who who's normally on here with us, he he's got his scheduler like really fine-tuned and so somebody just goes on the the website and they they self-schedule and yeah. it's all kind of yeah. built in there and it sends them reminders and this that and the other but i could see they just open the app up and schedule right in there yeah and and that's what that, and that's what vehicle owners told us david they the phone call was second 33 percent was second mobile app was first at 49 percent. so if you know if i'm going to a restaurant i'm using open table Right? I'm in the open table app. <laughs> I'm not calling the restaurant because I know that I'm not even reaching anybody, first of all. And I think if, if you read into the studies of why the website percentage drops, what, now, again, um, it sounds like Roman got this figured out a little bit. His customers know that that's not the case. But traditionally, website forms go into the dark. And a yeah. customer doesn't know, well, did did they get it? Hey, this is high priority for me, right? Did, did you get it? So what's great about, I think now we've all learned this, that when you book in mobile apps, you can basically get instant feedback that, yeah, you picked a time that worked and then you can confirm to cancel or swipe it. And you have nice. that, that text and that feedback going back and forth right inside the app. And you can see the app confirmed by the shop right on the app. It's not just in cyberspace and you're wondering where that form went. And yes, you then the app can be used as the reminder tool. You can have a button on there that says add to calendar right from your point. So there, it's got all the same great things that text website do, but it, it can just take it a little bit further, especially if that's part of being a member, right? Go, oh man, as a member, it's just so easy to book an appointment here. I like that. So, so the, the next big question. The next, the third one was, what method would you prefer? This one was at, like out of the park. I'm not even going to trick you with the, the, with, the, with the question. What method would you prefer is the simplest way to redeem coupons and claim rewards from your local auto repair shop? 76% said mobile app. Yeah. And that makes sense. 5% said loyalty card. 12% said a website coupon. 5% said a postcard. And 2% coupon clipping. So well, it, that's that's surprising. I don't think I've ever. I don't use coupons in general. But you know, everybody who brings the any offer that I send out, they come in with the postcard. Most of the time, they forget it. They rarely mention it. Uh, but you see the postcard or the newsletter or the stuff that I mail out. You see it in their in their car. It's like yeah, and, and it works. Seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's the beauty too, right? And I, yeah, I hope you get what I'm saying. I'm not speaking against any of those mediums. No, I think no, I, not I think I started it that way. This yeah. is just another layer that yeah, definitely can that can almost, add a punch. It, it's almost like you're you're not because there's going to be a subset of customers that are just not interested in going in this direction. Totally. But the ones that are, 
you're almost you're you're only when you do just direct mail or put newsletters and I do all that stuff, email newsletters, text message, all that stuff in there. You're just capturing, you're almost capturing a subset with each type of media. Does Mm, that make sense? That does. Yeah. I hadn't looked at it that way. That is yes. That, that resonates with me. Yeah. Hmm. So another huge question. I I need to know this. (laughs) This is big. Is there it sounds like th- there's a way to connect the app to the shop management system. Yes. Is that right? Okay. And do you connect to all of them or just some of them or most of them? Yeah, a good 20 or so. So, you know, I could rattle off, you know, the Mitchells, the Techmetric, Shopware, Protractor, Writer, you know, along, along those lines. So, okay. And so those are the big ones by far. D- does it push out service reminders at all? Yes. Yeah. We have about, we have fully functioning CRM capability in there. So it, it'll, um, wow. Where, where could I, where could I go with that? Let me just answer things like service alerts, a slow day trigger, a, we miss you campaign. Um, they can basically pre-schedule an entire year of holiday specials. You can, it has a coupon promotional tool that can also sync up with your website, then it does, you know, if, if you have a rebate program running, this is the amazing part. When they close a ticket, we're going to prompt them to write a review within 24 hours to unlock the rebate. So we get, our customers get reviews and we don't just get the cheap kind, right? Where they're writing it on your website. We're getting them to go to Google, Facebook, or Yelp and writing an authentic review. And, and in addition to that, if, if you throw in the rewards program side of it, where you're trying to get them to check out to earn stars, you, we hope they give us a thumbs up or thumbs down on the fly because we don't want to prompt them to write a review if they gave you a thumbs down. So we're, we're trying to get faster feedback at the checkout experience so we can know, should our CRM be sending a review invite? Maybe not, right? They, they didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So why are we going to be soliciting a review? So yeah, there's, there's that, there's the, you know, just the general follow-up um, we're working in. It, they can get the recall alert. So just like a manufacturer app, we've got APIs working where you get the uh, recall alert and the OEM maintenance schedule if the shop allows that to be part of the module of the app. So the, and the customer, in addition, can set their own odometer reading, basically treat it like their own online garage. They can set yeah. their own state inspection reminder. They can set their own tire rotation, oil change. So in addition to the, you know, what I call cookie cutter standard CRM workflows, the customer themselves can override that and can go in there and be creating their own vehicle profiles, uploading photos of their vehicle, um, tagging service visits and kind of making it their own thing. So just depends on how interactive you want that to be. Uh, and I saw that you have like in-app payments. How, how does that work? Yeah, that's that can get better. I, I really need to say that it can get better. But what it is now, it's there's a when they show the member badge, you can have payment integration built in, so they they can pay an open invoice by text, uh, the web app component, or directly in the app. So for customers that don't want to mess around entering another card, they can yeah. have their card on file in the app, and so the the service advisor can trigger the invoice to send in the app to the customer, and they can pay it live time in the app. That's awesome. The way it will get better is as we start working with that information. So when the payment's collected, yeah, we alert the shop that payment's coming, but it'd be sure would be nice to mark that ticket as paid and write that back to the POS system. So there's some areas of improvement to be sure, but we wouldn't be a software company if that wasn't my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's great. That's awesome. I'm I'm just checking out your website at this point. <laughs> yeah. You did a well, good job selling the software. <laughs> yeah, I work it through. It's really the book. What what happened was a couple of years ago, I was gonna leave. I really was leave the industry. I, I kind of got a calling. I got fired up and just to just to be real with my faith, you know, that was kind of a big thing. And then I felt like the kind of my exit was, you know what, I haven't told a very good story. Why don't I write a book before I head out? <laughs> so I, I kind of said that I call it the ultimate. It's the five step ultimate auto repair marketing guide. And as I wrote that book, you know, thinking through 15 years of experiences and talking and listening to shop owners for so long, I go, mm-hmm. I can't leave it. It, it kind of reignited my passion of why we built this thing and, the, and that, 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 that I'm still here. So I think you said that well earlier. If, if I could say any one thing, I'm a survivor. Uh, <laughs> but, the, but the book, sometimes you know how that is, right? You, you set out and you think you have a thought and then you try to put it on paper and 
things come to light. So yeah, yeah for sure. That's, that's kind of the story over here. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time. you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy to use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to getshopware.com and see what I mean today. That's getshopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.